joke. Nice to meet you, by the way, man. <laughs> Sorry yeah, about that. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, you guys don't know each other? No, no. I've been I've been following him on Instagram for for a while. I, I, he's one of the few guys that actually puts out really relevant and and good content. It. It's kind of like you know, it's something that Zach and I talk about all the time. It's just you know, you got you got coaches and you have influencers, and that's how I kind of that's how I separated. And it's, you've got Joe. You've done a great job, man. I got to be honest. You're one of my more favorite guys to follow. I appreciate it. I try to blend a little bit of the, you know, the influencer and putting out good content just because, you know, it's, it's a balancing game, you know, <laughs> it's tough. hundred percent. Yeah, like, no, it really is. Like if Don didn't show off his pepperoni nips, I wouldn't follow him. <laughs> That's why I started following him. <laughs> well, I thank you. Well, I thank you. So Joe, how's this whole, how's this whole transition going for you? I mean, it seems like that you've already been pretty big into the digital world as is. So it's kind of like, in, in a way, I mean, it's a terrible thing that's happening, but you're almost kind of fast tracking your business and shifting into sixth gear right now, it seems like. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, well, you know, luckily I was just doing massage therapy in Orlando. Um, but a few years ago, a couple of years ago, I was like, you know what, I got to shift a little bit um, to digital because first of all, my hands were killing me Yeah. Uh, just from doing sessions and sessions. So my body was starting to break down. So I started to figure out um, you know, maybe I should go online a little bit. And luckily that's the majority of my business now where I can be a little bit more selective with who I want to work with. Um, and it's saved my body and it's been a lot better, especially during times like this. I mean, um, I don't even know where I'd be if I was still doing sessions, uh, in person. No, it's been, it's been tough. And Zach and I have had this conversation a bunch of times. I mean, just suddenly, you know, everyone just has to shift gears. Like I own a, I own a facility in New York city for 15 years. And you know, the second this happened, I kind of got on the phone with my guys. I had a team of 10 coaches. I'm like, all right guys, you know, you kind of all wish for it in a way. I don't mean to put it that way, but you know, you all want your digital business. Now it's time to go. Like we, we have to, well, how are we going to do this? I'm like, we got to learn fast. I agree. Look, truth. I think look, people are, as you said, like, look, you can look outside or you can watch the news and you can see a lot of horrible things that are going on. And honestly, like, and, and we've had doctors on that we've spoken to, we, you know, what can we do to help and the stay away, like stay away right now. And like, it's, it feels weird because you can't, go move something. You can't go assist somebody like that, that, that is putting somebody else in danger. So the best you can do honestly is like what, you know, giving people guidance and helping them right now, whether it's helping them train, helping them feel better, helping them move better. That goes a long way, man. And so look, both of you guys, thank you. Joe, I'm, I'm curious a bit, like, can you get into your, can you get in your background? Like, can you get into, I mean, you've got I think over a million and a half followers or do you have over a million followers? I mean, that's, that's uh, not something that happens yeah. by accident. I mean, you've got to be able to, you know, deliver content and deliver it consistently. So can you kind of go through your whole progression, your training and, and what your, um, you know, what your focus were with social? Because I think it's brilliant. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I'll do the kind of the bolded version. So I don't go too crazy, too crazy. Uh, so I actually started off as a personal trainer. So I lived in Boston. I graduated college, tried to figure stuff out. So I ended up working at a Boston sports club in uh, Massachusetts. And uh, during that time, I decided to do massage therapy a year in because I thought it'd be good uh, revenue uh, just to get some extra revenue somewhere else. Uh, so I did that. And then I actually got into the golf industry. And that's actually where I first saw you and uh, seeing your facility in New York. And that's where kind of the passion for the mobility stuff came about. It was learning about mobility, the stability component, and, you know, how you need it to optimize your movements. 
So when I started doing that, uh, ended up going to New Jersey uh, at Baltusrol Golf Course, and then uh, decided to be an entrepreneur and came back to Florida. And then that's when I decided to go off on my own and start my own massage therapy business and big bodybuilding community here. Everyone's a fitness competitor. So I went in that route and I was using my social or my Instagram specifically to try to promote my business because I didn't have any clients. I was in debt. I was trying to scramble to figure it out. Uh, so I started putting my techniques and you know my clients online. Uh, but then I kept getting the question, hey, Joe, I love what you're doing, but I'm not in Orlando, so I can't see you. And then that's when it kind of clicked is, hey, let me show you some of these self-massage techniques that I can you know, show online. And then that's when I started putting my educational content out there. And I think it was at like a perfect time because, you know, it's so many, in, like the typical in, uh, fitness influencer was popping back then. And then, you know, for stretching, it was like yoga. That was it. But there was nothing really in between kind of the stuff we do, strength and conditioning. It's like all the warm-up side stuff. Uh, so when I started putting that out there, people just gravitated towards that. And uh, my following just, it just kept growing every single day. And I posted one, two, three times a day, all original content uh, for the past three years. And then that's how... Um, how I grew. How granular do you get like with analytics? Are you looking at this really, really closely? I know Don is very involved and very engaged with the people that, that follow him and they ask, they fire questions at him and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure you do the same, but how, you know, how much do you study those analytics? So number one is just putting out good content because if you put out, you know, crappy content, it doesn't matter who you get watching you. It's, they're not going to follow you and they're not going to be engaged with you. Mm -hmm. uh, when it came down to the analytics, I was totally seeing uh, how many people were liking it, how many people were commenting. Uh, but back when I started my Instagram account at the beginning of 2017, uh, you could tell if you were getting popular because you would just get more followers. Uh, it's a lot tougher nowadays, but back then it was a lot easier to get an influx of people to start following you. So I remember I did one hamstring self-massage technique. You sit on a chair or like a bench and then you put the tennis ball underneath your hamstring. And you just kick in and out like the active release style. And overnight I got 400 new followers and that like blew my mind. So I was like, you know what, let's keep doing that. So I would just keep posting, keep posting. And then over time, maybe like the 20th post after that, I got a thousand followers mm -hmm. and then 30, you know, videos later, 2000 followers. Uh, so I just kind of use that as a gauge. And if I stopped seeing uh, followers coming in, I would maybe switch up my content a little bit, but I wouldn't change the overall message of it. And the overall message is, I think, pretty simple. You're adding value to people's lives. Yeah, this is part of our livelihood. This is a business. This stuff isn't a joke anymore. It's funny. Like six, seven years ago, when, when did you get into social media? Uh, personally, just like a long time ago. But for this account, it was uh, February 2017. So I've okay. just hit so about three years now. Yeah, yeah so yeah, that's, that's pretty recent, recent to, build that, to build that type of following. But like in the beginning, everyone's kind of looking at it like it's a cute thing. And, they're like, and then they realize, oh, wow, this is really like... This is, this is the modern day world of, of, of business. It really has turned into it. It's, but, it's, but I've wow. been on the other yeah. side of that, right? So I've been on like the, the corporate side <laughs> where they've, people have hired audience development people and they are like, you have to post this many times a day. You have to do this, yeah. this, and this. And 
But, um, you know, putting out good content consistently is not simple. Like that's, you know, that to me, like that's, I see a lot of people, they can hit a home run every now and then, but then sometimes they're just, you see them like, oh, uh, now what? Well, you know, I, I think a lot of, and Joe, you can agree or disagree with me here, but a lot of the marketing companies years ago, they were, they were lost. I mean, these major marketing firms that, you know, used to be about print ad and about TV, you know, and then suddenly they're like, holy shit, like we've got a almost like these last few weeks, we have to adjust and we have to adapt. You know, I, I mean, it was almost comical at that time, but now it's like, this is it. I think people over, uh, they kind of, they think about the wrong things. So when it comes to social media, uh, especially these marketing companies, they're like, you got to use the right hashtags. But, you know, it really comes down to the content. They're thinking about all the smaller things. And then, you know, a lot of the people they're talking to, they're kind of like believing that they're like, Oh, I need the right hashtags. I need to post at the right time. And those might help a little bit, but <laughs> they're not really seeing the big picture. It's, it's like people who ask you about diet or you know, what's the best diet. It's, it's like, maybe yeah. you should just find something that's a little bit more consistent, not a particular, you know, it's not keto, it's not paleo, whatever. And just find something that works best for you and just stick with that instead of trying to figure out what's like the best magic pill. So with, People, you know, in, in, in quarantine now and, and just staying in more, um, they're not probably not moving as much, a lot of people, as, as they're used to. And, and people are already sitting at desks all day, right? Um, yeah. what, would be, what would be something that you, you might think that these issues are going to run into? Or like, what are some, some, some stretches you you'd might recommend for them to do so they don't start to, you know, kind of break down a little bit? Yeah, first thing that I always love to say is just get up and stand up. So if you're sitting down at a desk all the time is just get up once in a while. My favorite tip is have a nice big glass of water right next to you, lug that down because you're going to have to stand up eventually to go to the bathroom. And then, you know, at least it breaks it up a little bit. Yeah. So that's always number one. And then, um, you know, just doing your like mobility exercise stretches just once in a while. Uh, because we're hunched over, I love to do things that are in the opposite direction. So anything where we're not flexed over, we're doing a lot of extension work. Um, but the name of the game is just, I've like moving positions all the time. So, uh, going from a seated position, if you have a stand up desk, that's great too, or stack up a whole bunch of shoe boxes. And another tip I like to do is I like to actually go into like a half kneeling position when I'm at my desk and I'm a little bit taller, so it's probably a little bit easier, but then it just gets you out of that seated position. You're a little bit more active with your lower body. Your glutes are activated and you get a little bit of like a hip flexor stretch too. So just moving constantly or as much as you can during the day. Don, I, I, I want to ask you because I know that a few days a week you are, before this, you were on trains and, and you, were, you, know, you were noticing how you were just like uh, looking down a lot on your phone. Have you noticed a difference in the other direction positive more positively since you've been uh, home more 100 percent. i mean the last three weeks i mean i've been able to wake up every morning without an alarm clock i mean just the magic in that and i'm still going to bed at the same time like i used to go to bed at 9 p.m and last night i think i passed out at 9.05 i mean literally <laughs> he's wild like, man he's crazy yes, but, but, but i mean it's it's a perfect so yes um am i getting more sleep absolutely have i removed two hours out of my commute absolutely um as much as i move around and i work on my mobility and i and i and i train and i stand up you know those two hours a day i mean and that's joe just said it absolutely brilliant i mean it's the best stretches getting out of your chair <laughs> in my, in, in yeah. my opinion how do you deal with clients um 
uh, each individual from a, from a person to person basis? What do you end up doing? Well, it depends on what their profession is. Cause I've worked with people who literally do not work out. They just hurt. And then I work with the highest level Olympic athlete. So it really depends on who they are, because if you're an Olympic athlete or like an NFL guy, you're moving enough. You know, the whole goal is to move less and recover. But if I have someone who's coming in, they have tense shoulders and they have like mid back pain, low back pain, then that's when I start to analyze things just like a trainer would and be like, you know, what's, what are they doing in their day-to-day life that's causing this? And can we kind of pick at the usual suspects and try to work on those and see if it feels any better? So again, for a lot of those people, you know, it's, we sit down a lot and it's just getting up. It's so simple, but people just don't realize that they are, they're always kind of looking for that solution. It's like, what's the best stretch to fix my like low back pain? Well, let's start off by getting up once in a while. You know, every 30 minutes, I do like 25 minutes. It's called like Pomodoro's or something like that, where you work for 25 minutes and you get up for five minutes and do something random. Uh, So I actually like to do that. So I tell a lot of people to try to break everything up once in a while just to get it moving. And then I saw that in the daily planner. Sorry to interrupt you there, but I saw that in the daily planner where it said Pomodoro's at the bottom. And is, is that where you got it from? It's like almost like, um, it's just, it's the amount of time that that you get up and move around. You almost like take like little siestas throughout the day type of thing. Is that what it is? I, I procrastinate a lot and I'm not (laughs) as, as productive as a lot of people think I am. So I'm always reading things on how to be productive. And I read that maybe three years ago and I bought the book and it was just so simple. It was 25 minutes, set a mm-hmm. timer, get up for five minutes, come back, 25 minutes, get up. And uh, help my ADD a little bit too. So it's, I'm not just there on YouTube all day. I, I love it. Concentrate on one thing. I love it. So awesome. I, I, had, I asked a, a handful of people for some, some questions to see where there'd be some overlap. And then if you don't mind, I'd like to throw a couple out at you and see what you have to say yeah. about it. And, and honestly, some of them may be ridiculous or they may be, you know, the eye roll like Don said, but um, I just, they kept repeating. So one of them was, um, this comes up a lot about uh, stretching, specifically static stretching before you train. I see that there, it seems to be this, like people love to bicker about it. Now I would just want to put it to rest as this was one of the questions that was, that was posed. Should you do it? Is it bad for you? Does it, is it, does it make you more prone to injury? Should you just do a dynamic warm up? Yeah, so the studies on stretching aren't the greatest, but there was a study and it's shown that you have a decrease in power when you do static stretch for a certain amount of time before you exercise. But there's one thing is it's usually mitigated if you do your regular warm up after. So it only really applies if you stretch for like a minute or over a minute and then you go right into your lift. That's when you have the five, six, seven percent you know, decrease whatever number it is. And then, I mean, you can even do, if you stretch out your pec for a minute to two minutes and go right into a bench press, you're probably like, definitely not trying to max out on this one. Um, so anyways, if you just do that, you can static stretch, especially if you're feeling tight in a certain area and then go into your dynamic warmups, your warm-up sets, it's totally fine. And the other thing is most of us are not lifting at max capacity anyways. So unless you're, trying to break a world record or you're a power lifter, you know, then you should be pretty much fine. <laughs> but if it's for the average Joe that, that we work with, it's like, get more stretching in. It's okay. Like they're, they're not trying to dunk a basketball in Madison square garden. You know, It's like crazy. 
We think about too many of the small things. And I think social media has a little bit to play with this too, because people want to take a hard stance on one thing because it makes them kind of gain a following. It's like, wow, this person just does this. So I think we live in this extremes. It's either you like it or you don't. And then for the normal gen pop, it gets confusing. (laughs) And I think that's where the bad part of social media comes into play. Well, this is something that Don and I speak about regularly. It's that, you know, I don't know, or I'm sorry, not I don't know, but like, it depends. That's such a great answer because that seems to be, you know, what it really comes down to for most people is that it depends. It depends on a lot of, a lot of different factors, but you said it, man, people want to pick that side right away and just draw those lines so they can gain a following or look like an authority. And, you know, it's it's not always black or white or, or cut and dry. It's, it's, it's a lot of gray areas. It's the most boring answer, right? When someone asks you something, it's well, like, well, it depends, you know, yeah. it was like, well, and then they will ask you the same question. It's like, well, which one's the best? And I'm like, no, no it depends. And all the smartest trainers that I know and, you know, physios and chiros, they all say that too. It's always, it depends, but maybe this will be a little bit better for you. They always kind of say it that way. But do you also, but do you also agree that, you know, when you look at the statistics and cause you've, you've got to do a lot of stuff online and, and now you're giving out, um, exercises to people and they may not need it. You know, you still got to give it out there and, you, and you're still hurting more people and you're really not hurting anyone. You're just not really helping that 1%. Exactly. I mean, that's a tough part about putting, especially Instagram cause it's short clips, you know, it's not a YouTube video where you're doing these in-depth description and explanations. Um, so yeah, you're probably miss a whole bunch of people and some people understand and some people don't. And then, you know, you just have to be like, Hey, you probably are way more flexible than that person. That's totally why you don't need it. And that's why you can't feel it. Cause I've seen people like, Hey, I do splits and I still can't feel it. And I'm like, well, that's, you should probably go see someone who concentrates on, you know, doing splits and maybe is the yoga master. Cause that's definitely not me. Right. Right. Uh, so another question was, what is the difference between mobility and flexibility? Yeah. So for me, flexibility is more, it's, you know, we're trying to figure out our range of motion and increase our range of motion. So for flexibility, it's more, I say more on the passive side where you're just holding a position where mobility, we're actually moving through, you know, the range of motion of the joint. So, you know, as trainers, you always say, Hey, we've got to do this mobility exercise. You know, it's usually through reps because you're actually moving where when you say, let's stretch it out, let's do this one stretch, you're actually holding the position. So I always just say it's a little bit more on the active side. And then like stability is controlling that mobility. Hey, Don, do you, do you notice that people use those terms interchangeably and probably incorrectly? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I don't think a lot of people would put it as eloquently as Joe just did. And, um, you know, they, they really understand that, you know, sometimes, I mean, everyone's always leaning on, well, it's a flexibility issue and they're always using that term. And I'm like, absolutely not. I mean, I can't tell you how many people Joe or myself have seen that they come in and they don't need an ounce of flexibility. They need stability. So, you know, again, it's a, it's a by, uh, by case basis, but yeah, I think a lot of people just use the terms loosely and they just don't really understand the definition. Yeah. And the last one was what is PNF stretching? So PNF is like a contract and relax. So basically uh, probably the most common example is let's say you throw your leg up on a table and you're just leaning over to stretch your hamstring. 
what, what, you, what you would do is activate your hamstring. You would press down into the table, it contracts the muscle, and then you can go a little bit deeper into the stretch. It's really good to get kind of that acute range of motion increase very quickly. So, and that's what mostly stretching and mobility exercises are. It's kind of this uh, acute range of motion change that hopefully allows you to do more stuff in your training. So that's one of the, I love the technique. I think it's great, but I love all of the techniques because they all do the same thing. It's just in different, you know, different way to skin the cat. I also think, do you, do you, do you think that's a technique that's just not used as much anymore for, for some reason? I mean, it's, it's kind of difficult and it's something that, yeah, a lot of us could use on our own. We just don't. Yeah, I think it got really popular uh, a few years ago. Um, Kelly Starrett was really big on uh, contract and relax, contract and relax, smashing. I think it got really popular when he was getting really popular on YouTube uh, like 10 years ago. You know, mm -hmm. he's still popular now, obviously, but he was like the only one doing it back then. So it was like mind blowing. They're like, oh, this is stretching, um, where I think there's been a little bit more towards not stretching as much and just more strength training because essentially that's stretching too. <laughs> it's the eccentric portion stretching. So, um, you know, I think it could be done more, but I, I think it's more of a preference thing. Interesting. I've got one, I've got one, one more question, Zach. Sorry. Um, Go for it. sprinting almost like, you know, running for years has become somewhat of a lost art. I mean, there was that period of time where, you know, running's bad and, you know, coaches are staying away from running. They're doing other forms of cardiovascular, but you know, running is something I've always enjoyed doing. Sprinting is something that I've always felt like allows me to maintain the elasticity of my muscle. And I've also noticed that by continuing to sprint and being prepared to sprint, I don't need to stretch as much. Do you feel like that's something where sometimes we're focusing so much on so many different stretches and the reality is, is there's a couple of big bang for your buck. And I'm not just saying it's sprinting. It could be something else. Like you said, strength training is stretching, but are there some large movements out there that if we just got really good at it could take care of a lot? Yeah, so I work and travel with uh, Justin Gatlin, who's probably arguably one of the best uh, sprinters of all time. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's been really cool because I can actually go to his practice and watch you know, how he prepares for practice and then also his meets. And again, everyone's, <laughs> everyone's super different. Um, but a lot of the athletes that I know, they do a lot of the maintenance work, but they have great mobility and stability overall. So probably in theory, they don't have to do as much, but because they're so in tune with their bodies, they do a lot. Um, but I always like to concentrate a little bit more on the mid midsection of the body. I almost like to work from the inside out. So doing a lot of things for the hips, doing a lot of things for the spine and making sure those things are optimal and then working down into your hamstrings and quads. And uh, that's how I like to do it uh, for especially the people out there who you know, just like to sprint for fun and just for exercises, concentrate on the glutes, you know, the hip area, because it's like, you know how important those areas are. Because mm -hmm. um, if those aren't working, then, you know, maybe your hamstring gets a little, a little crazy. And then the hip flexor gets a little crazy. But then also looking at your training program too, because I think some people overdo it. So when people keep blowing out their hamstrings, it's like, maybe you should look at your training program because you might be doing too much. Uh, watching their practices, one practice, it was the first practice I ever went to with him. And I was like super jacked up and I'm like, they warmed up for, you know, an hour 
<laughs> and then they did like five sprints and they were like, all right, Joe, we're done. And I was like, that's it. And I was like, I was there for like three hours. <laughs> and then all they did was like five, two hundreds. And then that was it for the day. And they went to the weight room. So right. I would, I would check your training program on top of, you know, making sure your hips uh, and, you know, spine are good. Sorry. I, I lied, Zach. One more, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, and then I got one for you. Yeah, sure. Um, how about, um, how much focus do you put into breathing with your, with your athletes? That's, <laughs> I go back and forth on breathing a lot. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I used to always just do belly breaths and make sure you're concentrating on your breathing. And now sometimes I'm just like, just breathe. Uh, so <laughs> I think it just depends. I, it's one of those things because there's a lot of evidence-based people who are just like, just breathe, you're fine. And then, you know, you get to the other spectrum where it's like you have to diaphragmatic breathe. And um, I'm kind of indifferent. If you like to breathe through your belly and that makes you a little bit more relaxed, that's cool too. Um, if you're just breathing while you're stretching. And I always just say, at least don't hold your breath when you're doing something, uh, at least in the stretching side of things. I do that. If you're holding... <laughs> If yeah. you're, yeah, if you're, if you're stretching and you're holding your breath, you need to back the F off of that stretch. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. But again, I'm a little bit, I'm kind of in between on that right now. Um, <laughs> it's so, funny. I like, what's that buddy? Sorry. Let man. me just ask you one question for you. Uh, just looping back to what you said before about kind of oh. like, kind of like when you said PNF, like, is that something that, uh, you know, people have kind of moved away from, is there something that you've noticed? I mean, you've been in the game a long time. You work with a lot of people. Are there things that, or one thing in particular that, you know, people have moved away from that they could do themselves and would be a huge benefit to them? Um, God, I mean, there's, there's, there's so much, you know, I, you know, it's, it's like anything else. Things become like a novelty, like in the beginning, like you learn something new and you know, like this is the greatest thing ever. And then you start doing it and then we kind of just steer away from it. And then I can't tell you how many times in my career I've come back to something and I'm like, shit, why did I ever stop doing that? You know, it's like, you know, I'm even, I'm even a victim of it. So, you know, I think Joe had a great answer on, on, on breathing. Um, I, I think relaxing into the stretch. I mean, there, there's still like, I, I was going through an old manual the other day because I, I did a lot of work with uh, Pavel uh, back in the whole hard style kettlebell world. And there were so many things that he was saying that back in 2005, 2006, where I was, I'm like, shit, this stuff was so relevant. Like it's like t tension techniques and relaxing into the stretch and the book he wrote super joints and just basic stuff that back then, you know, he was talking about and you're just like, yeah, man, like, people are talking about a lot of this stuff now. Like it just got brought up and I'm like, no, there were guys, you know, talking about this a long time ago. So, you know, things wear off and, you know, they lose its luster after a while. But uh, a lot of the basics as Joe knows that we end up coming back to. So basically just uh, things should be tools in the toolbox, like that you can go back to like nothing that you really want to just, uh, you know, go all in for, but just uh, be able to pull it out. I mean, well, I, I think, I think, and I want to get Joe's opinion, but the human body is just so complex. I mean, it's always changing seasonally stress levels. Like, you know, the last three weeks, like, yeah, my body's feeling great. Cause I'm not commuting in anymore and I'm sleeping extra. So can that wear off in two months? Sure. It's just like, it's this constant game of like measuring and guessing. It's really, uh, it's really fascinating. Yeah, you definitely have to adapt with your training and then also your mindset on things. And there's so much more science now. It's like everything is getting researched where back then, I bet one popular person could have said one thing and then that stuck for 10 years and everyone believed that. Uh, and then now it's like they have all this research coming out. It's like, wait a second, that wasn't actually correct. But I still think it is because that was uh, 
uh, that's like the first thing I learned. And then I took a continuing education course and I spent a thousand dollars on it. So that is definitely the way it is. And then all this other research comes out and, you know, I've even had to change my practice around it. Um, what I say, my narrative for a lot of things has changed. So it doesn't uh, piss people off because for me, it's not about just selling, selling, selling. It's also about getting respect from guys like Don and, you know, these high level medical guys, because I also don't want to be saying the wrong things that's uh, making their job harder to improve, you know, both bodies. I have to be very mindful. I respect that. That's good. Nice. All right. Zach, so Joe, can, um, can you tell everyone where they can find you on social media? Yeah. So social media, uh, Instagram, I'm always on Instagram. It's at Joe therapy. Uh, I have a YouTube as well that I'm trying to, uh, bump up the content probably a lot more now <laughs> with everything going on. So that's Joe therapy as well. You can find me at joetherapy.com. And then also had a book just come out on better stretching where it talks a little bit about everything and how to incorporate everything into uh, your fitness regimen. And that's better stretching.com. Uh, and, you can pick up that book at all the big retailers. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. So we have at Zraz on the yeah. other end. At Don Saladino. I love it. Joe, listen, man, it's such a pleasure having you on, man. Like, like I said, been a big fan, been watching you for a while and just keep doing what you're doing, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. That was great to meet you, man. Thank you again. Look forward to Thank meeting you. in person too. See you in New York, hopefully. I know, hopefully. Hopefully one day. <laughs> I know, definitely. Take care, guys. Yeah. All right, bye -bye. later. All right, Thanks, Zach. All right, bye.